Welcome to Career Crossroads. I'm your host, Jonathan Colleton, and if you're struggling with a career decision or work with people who need help making career decisions, I am glad you're here. Today, I'm bringing you another episode of Academic Crossroads, where I talk to someone about a challenge they encountered in their education and how the resolution to that challenge has impacted their career trajectory. This week's guest is Ben Brown, who I met when he was a student and a football player at the University of Waterloo. As Ben and I discuss, the passing of his father shortly before starting university had a profound impact on his university experience during his first year. With his passion shifting and a lack of clarity about where his degree would take him, Ben made the decision to leave the university and head down a different path. If you want to hear how Ben navigated this difficult time and found joy in a different kind of education, keep listening. It's so nice catching up with someone for this podcast that I haven't spoken to in a very long time, which is the case with today's guest, Ben Brown. Ben, thank you for joining me today. Jonathan, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. I, you know, I'm happy to hear that. And the thing that we're going to talk about today is your academic journey, because you were yeah. a student at the University of Waterloo when I was working there, yeah. and your uh, life has taken you in a different direction than you were potentially intending to take when you headed to the University of Waterloo. So we're going to explore that today. And we have to start off with talking about your decision to attend post-secondary education in the first place. What was the specific reason why that was the path you chose? Yeah, so... I honestly never really wanted to go to university in the first place. I wanted to take a couple of years off. I wanted to work. I wanted to save up some money. Um, and then I ended up getting a football scholarship to the University of Waterloo, and I couldn't turn that down at all. So I, uh, I ended up accepting my offer there, and that was amazing. And when I was working towards that, I had my dad's support. He coached me football throughout high school, um, and then just at the end of high school, he ended up passing away. So when I ended up going to Waterloo, I didn't have that support there with us, with me at all. Um, and that definitely took into, a fact, took into account why my football career didn't do as well as it I expected it to. Um, when I decided on Waterloo, I wanted to take uh, kinesiology, but I didn't have the prerequisites for it. So I ended up going into recreation and leisure studies. And then uh, I thought it was a good fit. I thought it would be a, a great fit for me, actually. But as I started getting uh, more and more familiar with the courses and with everything that, uh, that is required for rec and leisure, I couldn't see an end goal. I couldn't. There was, I was just going through the motions. But I was there for football. I had awesome support through the football coaches and, and the, the football staff were there. We had an academic coach as well. Um, and I was able to, to be successful in my first year because of football. When I stopped playing football, my grades tanked. It just it, it didn't work out for me that well. So um, that's when I found Donning, and I was an RA for a term, and that was honestly one of my best experiences uh, to this date. Like I had so much fun doing that. But again, then I didn't have that academic support, and my grades started to show it. So it was at that point where I was like, you know what, maybe this this isn't the right the, the best path for me. And that's when I started exploring other other options. Okay. So that is a, a lot all at once there, which is interesting. Yeah, I kind of just, yeah, <laughs> I kinda it just is. dropped that on you there. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when people kind of recount the, the mm -hmm. story that they've gone through where some people, it takes a really long time to unpack 
the things that led them down whatever path it may be. But yours, yeah. you, clearly you've put a lot of thought into this over time and you were, you're really easily able to identify the rationale for why you left. And so I just want to know about, you know, in that lead up to university, was academics something you were very strong in or was it primarily football was the driver to go to school and play football with the hopes of then a career in football? I think I, I eased through high school pretty easily. Like it wasn't anything too hard. Like I pretty sure I graduated with an 87, 80, 88 average. Oh yeah. So um, you were a like strong academic student then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't hurting, but, uh, it was in university as in high school. It's not the same at all. It's a lot more theory driven, a lot more, a lot more research based. And that wasn't my, that wasn't my strong suit. And I had a real tough time adjusting to, to that, that type of, of schooling. Mm-hmm. Now you might've said it a minute ago, or, or you sent it to me in an email before this, but mm-hmm. you mentioned like football didn't work out. And so mm-hmm. was that because you had ambitions of playing football long-term, like either in the CFL or eventually maybe in the NFL, or was football just a thing you wanted to do in school while getting an education? I think it was more a, a means to an end. I, I never really saw myself going to the CFL, but if football was willing to pay for a portion, a portion of my my academic fees, then it was absolutely worthwhile. Um, yeah, I never, it was fun in high school and then in university it became a a full-time job. And that's when, that's when it started to become a little bit too much more than I bargained for, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, with the shift away from you realizing that football was, Um, you know, I I guess actually let's explore like why it is that you stopped football because you said it was when you stopped football that Mm -hmm. the grades started to change and you had that academic, that extra support when you were in football. So what was the decision then to, to leave football behind? Why did that happen? Um, purely mental health, honestly, especially with my dad passing away the year before it was always our goal. And then when I realized I, and I didn't have that support, it suddenly became, it wasn't my goal anymore um so my my heart wasn't in it my my mind wasn't in it and it was starting to affect my my spirit like i was just i was i was so sad all the time like it just wasn't starting to dread practices like i wasn't looking forward to the games i wasn't doing it just it wasn't for me and part of realizing the right path is realizing when you're on the wrong path and i think that it might not have it was still a a a worthy honorable path but it wasn't the right one for me Hmm. You know, I, I wonder, do you feel like when you were going through that, mm-hmm. uh, through those, that difficult time, do you feel like you were sort of masking who you were to others? And I asked that because, yeah. you know, I was there as a staff member and, and, you know, mm-hmm. I honestly, I can't remember the specific capacity in which maybe mm-hmm. we, we worked together, but like you were there as a student leader and I was there supporting student leaders mm-hmm. and, you were very much seen externally as like a very happy, jolly guy who was like happy to play football and, uh, yeah. you know, you were friendly with everyone. Yeah. And that was externally yeah. what it looked like to me. Did yeah. you feel like you needed to present that front or was like, oh, what was yeah, that? Oh yeah, 100%. You, know? you, can't, you okay. can't project anything other than pure confidence or else you'll just get eaten alive. And it took a while for me to be able to accept it myself that, that this isn't the this isn't who I I see when I look in the mirror. Like this isn't. Um, I wouldn't say I was depressed about it or 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 anything like that. But definitely, um, I was projecting a, a falsehood 
about the whole situation. I was putting on a mask and I was I was definitely pulling my boots up and and sucking it up and mm. doing what I had to what I thought I had to do at the time. Is that an athlete mentality or is that some mm. other where did that come from, I suppose? That was probably an athlete mentality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't show weakness. Yeah. No weakness, no surrender. I, but, particularly not football, but, right? Of yeah, all the exactly. sports. Like it's it's you know the toughest sport. Like guys play through injury all yeah. the time. Exactly. Uh, and you know, and like for you, what was a, what position did you play exactly? Uh, I was on the O-line. I was an O-lineman. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, it's fair to say you were a very large O-lineman at that yeah. time of your life. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think the guys got talking. I don't believe it though, but they said that I won the biggest gut award and that <laughs> it's not an award you want. <laughs> even, even among O-linemen, that's not a, that's not a great great award <laughs> yeah right so you know you were you were a successful football player and having to present this sort of tough guy mentality because that's it's partly the football culture and, and as an athlete too yeah. and probably as a student leader there's some pressure to be the people that are the, the kind of guy that is reliable that others can look to yeah. as uh, a sort of success that they can emulate did you ever feel anything like that on the student leadership side uh not so much, to be honest, because I was only in my first year. There were so many other strong leaders ahead of me that mm-hmm. I felt like I was trying to chase. Um, I didn't really feel like there was a, a place where I could be my own leader. I felt like I was too busy trying to play catch up to, to all the other amazing players on the team. Um, and that may, probably played a, a role in why it wasn't for me either. For me either. Mm. Okay. So was it only the, the one year that you played football? Yeah. So I just played the one year and then... I took a term off. I took my two A term off, and then I came back for the two B, where I was a don. Mm, okay, yeah. and that was a yeah. I hope a positive Great experience year. for Great you. Great year, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing but good things to say about the don team in Renison. and it's like it's just. Even to that's this day, it. some of the best memories I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really yeah. glad to hear that. And so, yeah. you know, coming back to school that term and having mm-hmm. that donning experience, and uh, you know, I think you mentioned at that point like the academics were were sh- were. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for slipping again. And so is that, is that when you really started to feel like there might not be a future for me at this university? Yeah, I definitely found it more of a struggle to keep up to the, I think to keep up with my average, keep my marks up. Um, Because when I dropped out of football, I dropped the academic support as well. And that was keeping me on track. That was keeping me honest and, and up to date. And then when I didn't have that support anymore, I didn't have enough passion for it myself to keep it up through my, like my own actions. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I see that now 100%. That's my own fault. Um, but it wasn't the right path for me. And looking back now, it all makes sense as to why that played out the way that it did. Mm -hmm. So when you start to come to this realization that there isn't really a path forward that you feel passionate about, Mm -hmm. What is that decision like when you realize, you know, I'm going to leave school? Was it a decision oh. to just leave without a plan moving forward? Or did you mm-hmm. have something specific you thought you would want to do? No, it was at the time it was failure. It was just, I, I couldn't, I, I felt like a complete and utter failure because they, they pitched to you that the, the path is go to school, get your education, get a degree, get a good job. And you don't realize that there are so many other paths out there that you can take. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't see that at the time. All I, all I could see was this big wall of failure and it, I actually sat down with a counselor, um, from UW 
and we did the the career aptitude testing and she asked me what my goals and my driven my drives were um, and she gave me three solid career options that lined with my skills my abilities my my goals my desires um, and it was the third one that it was the third one that was firefighting and then after a little bit of research i found out that there was a, a program right at conestoga college in kitchener which i could still be close enough to hang out with all of my waterloo friends and i could still like i i didn't have to leave the the post-secondary school um lifestyle but i could i could switch it up a little bit to something tailored a little bit better towards me um so i did that i had that conversation with the counselor while i was still enrolled and then i didn't enroll for my would have been second, my 2C term, if you will. So we're going to get to the firefighter thing for sure in a second. Something you said that I didn't even really, it's a thing that I'm sure I've recognized previously, but mm -hmm. it really is interesting to hear it come up that, particularly at that stage of your life, you're probably about 20 years old, give or mm -hmm. take, mm -hmm. and proximity to friends is so important that oh, you know you start thinking about like yeah. where can i go to school that keeps me near these people that matter to me and i don't yeah. know if that's something we talk about a whole lot because no. academics are the drive of why people choose to go to specific schools to move to specific mm -hmm. cities but for you that was clearly a big factor yeah i am very much a social butterfly and i had built all of these solid connections and relationships and then to just throw them all away and 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 never see these people again i, I that didn't sit right with me. Um, so knowing that Conestoga was right there and that I could, it was just a, the next city over was a really, really nice touch to just the next steps. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay. So then let's get into firefighting. The oh. process of getting the education required to become a firefighter. Yeah. Tell me about that. I had a cousin who went down to Texas to firefighting school yeah. way back in the day, but I don't know, you know, the modern day, how do you become a firefighter mm -hmm. in Canada? Oh, Tell me You've piqued my interest now, Jonathan. I oh, can perfect. go off about firefighting all day. Well, let's, um, let's talk about it for five so minutes. Five and then minutes. We'll move okay. on. <laughs> Fair. Good call. Good call. Um, so I took a pre-service firefighting course at Conestoga. A lot of people go down to Texas, a couple of Lots of people go out to Alberta. Um, all you need is your uh, NFPA Fire 1 and your Fire 2 certifications. Um, and that basically says that you know you know enough to, to not get killed on the job. Um, and it, it's kind of a good thing to know. Um, there's a whole bunch of other courses and, and certs that you can take that greater your chances of getting noticed because it's such a competitive job and there aren't many positions available at all like cities will open up and they'll be offering five to ten positions and there's over eight nine a thousand applicants for those positions so it doesn't it doesn't really matter where you get where you go for your education as long as you get those 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 proper certs and luckily enough conestoga offered the entire program with like so many more benefits. I got my emergency medical responder. I got my technical rescue. I got my hazardous materials, not to mention all of the, the volunteer opportunities through school. We're all done in the KW area. So I got to bump elbows with all the right people. I got to meet the chiefs. I got to meet other firefighters that had gone through the process already. And that alone was, was huge. That support, that help, that just that advice from people that have done it already. So, you know, before we mentioned you won the award of biggest gut on the football <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of yeah. wanted to point that out because I know you went through a very large physical transformation to then yeah. become a firefighter. Didn't you lose like 100 pounds or something? 110 pounds in 110 total. 110 pounds. Yeah. yeah. That, so 
you know, isn't that kind of like telling, I imagine you did this and you know what, yeah. maybe it's not for me to make these assumptions, but like you found a goal that you wanted to do and yeah. you knew you would be better at it if you were lighter and leaner and then exactly. you worked your tail off and, exactly. and like, was that the motivation? 100%. 100. As soon as I realized that I wasn't playing football anymore, I was carrying around that extra hundred pounds for no reason. My back felt it, my knees felt it. And then I realized that I didn't need to be carrying that weight anymore. And then I realized that the more weight I took off, the better I would be at this job. Um, and that it kind of took, took off at that point. Like I, I look back at that time and I wish I could harness that energy again because it was so, it was so pure. Um, but yeah, I, uh, just, I, I was working for a moving company at the time, anywhere from 10 to 17 hour days, six days a week. And then I would still go to the gym six, seven times a week with a, with a buddy of mine. We just, dedicated ourselves to it completely and the, the weight kind of just started melting off at that point and honestly like it made firefighting so much easier i'm not gonna say easy but easier um because i wasn't i wasn't carrying around a whole extra small human on my back the entire time mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so clearly you you're in the right mindset for the job. And if you yeah. kind of contrast that to, to where you were, then when you were leaving behind football and, and sort of the, yeah. the passion and you didn't really see a way forward with the program you were taking, it seems like a very night and day shift from where you were at mm -hmm. to where you were when you were in the firefighting program. Yeah, exactly. 100%. It was something that I could actually put myself into and, and be proud of. Um, and all of a sudden that whole, that wall of failure turned into a road of opportunity and it just completely changed my mindset. And honestly, I never, I never looked back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so never looking back, the program was how long and then, and you've been in the workforce for how long now? So the program was three terms. It was a year and a half, um, but we got hit with the strike. Uh, so it ended up stretching it out into two years, but that's, that's okay. The certs it gave it another year of, of credibility. And then I did it really quick. I've heard horror stories of people working for five, 10, 20 years of maintaining all of their certs and um, all of their courses to try and get hired. I was able to do it in two years. So I graduated in 2018 and I got hired at the start of 2020. So I've been a full-time career fire now for, for three years and it is amazing. It's the best career I could have ever asked for. And I honestly don't, I couldn't see myself doing anything else now. So obviously you make a decision years ago, changes mm -hmm. your entire life. And despite the fact that at the time it felt like failure, I think you mentioned that word before, yeah. yep. you're way happier than you would have been if you had kept going forward on the path you were on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So if there are people that are going through something similar to you, if they've, mm -hmm. they're experiencing this sort of struggle with realizing what they're doing and whether or not it's the right path. Do you have any advice that you would give them or advice you would have given yourself if you could go back in time now? Mm -hmm. I think it's just knowing yourself and trusting your instinct. It was actually the, uh, the football academic coach that told me a story of a, of a player he had years ago that ended up quitting football, quitting school, and then going on to become a, a chef and he owned his own restaurant and said that he was way happier than he ever was if he had continued the path that he was on. And if it hadn't been for that, that coach sharing that story with me, I wouldn't have realized that it was okay. Um, but it is absolutely okay to, to look at your current path and realize this isn't, this isn't taking me the places I thought it was going to. I want to switch it up. And the, the good thing about being in your early twenties when you're in university is that 
you can change your mind seven, eight, nine times. You can dedicate years to the wrong path, change it again, and it's still okay. Like you still have time. Like there's no, there's no rush, and you have to go until change it until it, it feels right in your heart, and you'll know it when you feel it. Perfect. Well, yeah. that is wonderful advice, and I'm sure a lot of young people who are struggling will hopefully get something out of this conversation because I can yeah. just see so many different points that you've made that are going to be relevant and not to everybody, but to the right people exactly. and uh, people who are going through the same type of thing or, mm -hmm. or even a slightly different thing than what you were mm -hmm. going through. So yeah. thank you very much for your time, Ben. I really oh, appreciate it. My pleasure. It. My pleasure. It's been a, it's been awesome to share my story. Um, just one thing before we, before we wrap up, I, mm -hmm. uh, I ended up winning the, the, biggest gut award with the O lineman. Um, and at graduation of, from my program, I ended up winning the um, outstanding achievement for firefighter fitness award. So I went wow. from one end of the spectrum right to the other. And that, uh, that, that felt good. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't decided on that path. So, so like change just, is totally possible. 100%. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, man. Awesome. Jonathan. Thank you. Well, that was my conversation with Ben. Does he sound happy to you? Because he sure does to me. He's happy because he left a university education behind to pursue something that was a far better fit for him. Was the process of coming to that realization fun? No, it was definitely not. But was the struggle necessary? Yeah, it probably was. I think a lot of young people are fed the idea that you've got to get a, quote, good education to get a good job, and that sentiment pushes people towards university specifically. I understand where that idea comes from, and I don't think that's a point of view that we can change overnight, but we've got to start somewhere. I think we need to shift our thinking, and one way to ease people off that ledge is to help them reevaluate what a good education means. I hope you view Ben as proof that the kind of education you get at university isn't the right fit for every person, nor is it the right type of education for every good career. When Ben left the University of Waterloo behind, yes, he was leaving behind a school that would give him a great education. At the same time, though, he was heading to Conestoga College for a different kind of great education. I'm not going to repeat all the certifications that he got here, but you heard Ben talk about how valuable that experience was, both what he learned and who he got to rub shoulders with. We need to change the way we talk about career preparation. A good education does not have to come from a university, and just because you have the grades to get accepted to a university, there's no guarantee that you'll enjoy attending one. Ben is also a great example of how if you head down one academic path and then need to make a change, a change even as big as changing schools, that is totally okay. People do that all the time for a wide variety of reasons. Life happens. Passions change. Whatever your reasons are, they are valid. If you know you need to be doing something else, don't let anyone stop you because of whatever generic reasons they're giving you. If you know what you want, go for it, even if it's going to extend the time your education takes by a few years, because that won't be important down the line when you're wrapping up your career. If you notice the extra time spent at all, it's because you'll be thinking about what a good decision you made when you were younger. Now, we also need to give credit where credit is due. 
Ben worked extremely hard to be successful. He applied his intense work ethic to what he was learning, and it was that combined with the quality of education he received that allowed him to be successful. So whether you're a student who is struggling in school or the parents of a struggling student, or you advise students in some capacity, please pass on the message that if you work hard and continue searching for what you want out of a career, you're going to be very happy when you find it. That's all for this week's episode of Career Crossroads. We've now done two rotations of the new episode formats, and I'm looking for some feedback. Do you like the new episode formats? Do you dislike some of them? Let me know by connecting with me. You can reach me at career underscore crossroads on Instagram or shoot me an email to jonathan at careercrossroads.ca. Lastly, if you want to hear more interviews like this, go to careercrossroads.ca or follow the podcast on any podcast player out there.